to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack, and today our guest is Bo Gebel. Bo is an active duty ranger qualified infantry officer and values-based real estate syndicator. He started investing in real estate investing in 2015 and became passionate about investing alongside his family and friends. He is a long-term buy-and-hold investor that focused on purchasing and operating commercial multifamily since 2018. So we're really happy to have you on the show today, Bo. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, Eileen, and I really appreciate uh, the invite and really looking forward to the conversation. Thank you so much. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background and how you got started in real estate. Absolutely. So as you said, my name is Bo, and I like to start by saying I'm the luckiest guy that uh, you've ever met or have not met yet. But I truly believe that. Um, I was born and raised in southern Indiana and, you know, very proud Hoosier, love my people back home and have a very big extended family. And after college, was fortunate enough to join the United States Army and been an infantry officer for about eight years now and have had just a tremendous ride. I'm very grateful for my time in the Army and it's been extremely impactful and, and fulfilling. Um, and along the way, kind of, we have a benefit in the U.S. military or if you're a service member or a veteran uh, called a VA loan. And that kind of allowed me with no capital to, to kind of stumble into real estate, kind of with an obsession, but very little knowledge or guidance. And after we transitioned that into an investment property, that's kind of what the light set off the light bulb of, hey, this is what passive income is. Um, and then, you know, since then, that was back in 2015. And since then, uh, dabbled, got educated, got some coaching. And, and in 2018, decided commercial multifamily was the only route that I wanted to pursue because the tremendous, you know, fundamental strength of the asset class itself. And syndication is something that's near and dear to my heart because I, it allows me to partner with people that I truly care about. So um, being a commercial multifamily syndicator is is absolutely what sets me on fire nowadays. So um, yeah, we've had some success the past couple of years and very much looking forward to the next, you know, the rest of life, if you will. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. thank you so much. And again, and thank you so much for your service. It must be, you know, very difficult to balance both being in the um, serving in the military as well as having almost three kids now <laughs> and then also doing the real estate investing on the side as well. So um, just thank you for all of your service and all of the hard work and effort that you've been putting in. Well, I appreciate the support very much. And I'll tell you that the kids are sometimes more difficult than the jobs, <laughs> but they are absolute. I mean, everything in my life is aligned right now and truly um, I'm just so blessed throughout. So, you know, real estate, you know, it's definitely work and throughout every avenue, it's a lot of work um, in all three aspects of what we just discussed. Military is a lot of work, real estate's a lot of work, and family is a lot of work, primarily on my wife, who's just an angel and a saint for putting up with my madness too, um, along with two toddlers. But, you know, it's a lot easier because they're so fulfilling. 
I mean, truly, I go home and I mean, I have an abundant of memories and things to be grateful for every single day. So it, it makes it much easier to to kind of lace up every morning and go back go back at it. So. Oh, absolutely. That's that's beautiful, especially, you know, having your little kids and then another one on the way, you know, it's just it's what we're doing it for. You know, you want to create this with real estate. We want to create these lifetime um, legacy wealth and we want to create the time freedom for ourselves and everything like that to be able to spend time with them and to be able to, you know, see them every day and like just using the energy from that and then just taking that and just putting it into everything that you're doing. I think it, I think it's wonderful. Yeah, no, I could not agree more. And so you talked a little bit about how multifamily is what you you know, you were introduced to multifamily and it's what you're passionate and what you're focused on right now. Can you talk a little bit about how that happened and like, how did you get introduced with multifamily and um, what was it about it that really intrigued you and wanted you to really deep dive into it? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, nothing special here. So purchased a single family home, which we turned into a short term rental property and an opportune time to do so. And then that kind of, that's where the education started because I really wanted to learn how to do that very well and optimize that investment. And since then really, you know, found podcasts. What, what a lot of people do is, you know, you stumble upon investment podcasts. I was looking at real estate stuff and stumbled upon some commercial multifamily, which piqued my interest, started looking into it, got very curious and curiosity led to knowledge. Knowledge led to more curiosity and, and a lot of passion and, started surrounding myself with some people that that were truly doing amazing things and are just tremendous people. Um, and it's kind of just a self, uh, it feeds itself at this point. You know, it's kind of self-sustaining, that passion that I have. So the asset class itself, commercial multifamily, the introduction from podcast, much like yours right now, um, just introduced me to the ideas and the concepts and then being able to meet people that were actively doing it uh, changed my life, changed the trajectory of my life uh, in such a positive way. So, oh, Absolutely. I would agree with that, especially meeting people and changing the trajectory of your life, as you had mentioned. You know, it's been great with all the people that we've been meeting in real estate. Um, they've just been absolutely wonderful and having this like abundant mindset and just, you know, really wanting to see you succeed and just willing to help in any way as possible. So it's great to have those conversations with them and, and really just connecting with everybody in the space. Yeah, I would agree. There's not a shortage of really, really good people in this space. And I'm not saying that, that everyone's that. Um, there's definitely, I would say there's also plenty of people that probably are a little bit more scarcity mindset or just fearful and and uh, more transactional than what I would consider myself. But there are so many incredible people in this space that are doing really good things and values led. And so it's a good atmosphere to be in for sure. Yes, I agree. And so, Bo, can you walk us through how did you get into your first syndication, first syndication for multifamily? And um, can you just walk us through a little bit of how did that process go? Uh, it's a, such a long story. I would love to though. So I failed a few times and I took on a lot early on trying to do a lot by myself, had two failures specifically that kind of resonate. Um, and one that I kind of lost a lot of my own, not, I mean, relatively speaking, a lot of my own money in relation to a lot of people, it's nothing, but 
um, you know, spent a lot of time and effort. And so basically after I was already paying a coach and failed in a syndication because I just didn't have the grasp. There's so many nuances that happen. Syndication and operations of a business um, is such a different field from what I have experience in that, you know, I was growing too fast and I was over over leveraging myself and my own personal experience and knowledge base. So I guess from that situation, you know, there was a lot of pain (laughs) and a lot of, you know, it took me a while to kind of grow from that, um, specifically from the second one. But what I kind of decided was, hey, I'm not going to be a syndicator right now because I want to be like, there's two buckets as I see it. Um, And a perfect team is kind of the syndicator and the operator. And sometimes, you know, people use those words interchangeably, but you know, the way that I would separate it is syndicator is primarily deals with capital raising events and investor relations and partners with an operator. An operator is, knows the business of, you know, operating an apartment complex and the ins and outs, how to do the market research and how to get a deal under contract, how to underwrite, how to fulfill a business plan. Um, and of those two buckets, what kind of aligned with me more was just the operations. I wanted to be 100% committed to operations in order to to prove that business model prior to accepting anybody's money. And the way that I wanted to do that was through JVing. And this is a very long answer, like I said, but basically I, I changed my approach and said, hey, I'm going to JV. I'm going to find, you know, anywhere from a from a 10. I was really looking for a 20 to a 40 unit that I could bring in a few people and found a few people that um, that trusted me and also had some, you know, tax problems. Essentially, they made a lot of money and would benefit from partnering with someone like myself in a deal like that. So um, from there, we got our first property under contract. And very quickly, about two weeks later, there was a an illness with one of my main partners that basically took him out of the out of the this deal. And so we had to, you know, we had our earnest money hard and, you know, it was like, hey, are we going to pivot here or is this deal falling apart? And the deal is so good. And I'm so grateful for that learning experience because it was truly a great first experience and going through the entire process from from soup to nuts and um, basically pivoted from there and said, hey, now that we're halfway through the deal, I'm going to start raising the money and, you know, found some investors that were looking for that kind of asset within my close group and and was very fortunate to kind of put it all together and and close on that property. And most importantly, you know, closing is very important and I think that's what a lot of people focus on. But, you know, Eileen, we made our first distribution after COVID. So we closed in January of 2020 on our first complex and we made our first distribution nine months, six months late in December, but we made, we actually exceeded our projections. Um, and that was the most gratifying moment of the year for me of 2020. I mean, there was a lot of amazing things that happened in 2020 for me. It was actually, you know, there were some difficulties for sure, but that was my favorite day receiving my check for passive income. So, Wow. <laughs> no, that's a great story. One of the things that you talked about earlier was um, you had two failures in real estate before taking off, being able to, you know, pick yourself up and get to the next step. Um, I wanted to kind of ask you, 
even though you said you called them failures from a mindset standpoint, how did you overcome that and, you know, want to continue with multifamily and not just like give up? Hmm. Yeah. So um, I love that question because I look at it completely differently now. And I think that it takes a few, you hear logically, like there's no such thing as failure. You know, it's everything's just a learning experience. And logically, that's not what I grew up thinking, right? I was never taught that as a child. So it took a while for me to actually develop that internally and digest that, you know, and that's certainly the way that I think now. And I wouldn't change a thing about anything that's happened. Um, But I guess when thinking about what happened, you know, it was a tough adjustment at the time. It truly was. And I think the only way to overcome that is... Uh, to have a support structure. I mean, whenever I look back at it, and that's a very good question, you know, I, I wasn't really prepared for this answer, but the support structure is the only thing. And I hope now, whenever failure comes knocking at the door again, um, you know, I'll, I'll recover in a much more timely manner um, and not lean so much on and not need that support because it comes kind of internally or with my relationship with, you know, higher being or family and close friends, but wherever that comes from, but it's definitely having that support and just knowing that one deal is by far, I mean, there's, again, that abundance mindset. There's just going to be plenty of opportunity out there. So, We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. No, I would totally agree with that. You know, having that support structure to making sure that um, you continue moving forward and you don't give up and you just keep taking that one step forward at a time. um, I think it's really important. And some people are not lucky to have that support structure. But if you're able to get that, you know, I think it's totally very, very, very invaluable to have that. Absolutely. And I would say that the support structure is something that I'm absolutely blessed with. I would say that there are people out there that will support you that have that mindset. So it's about finding the people that are actually good for you in the circumstance that you're in, you know, and surrounding yourself with those people. Absolutely. Um, Because there's definitely, there's definitely people out there that will support you regardless of who you are, where you are, your age or sex or gender orientation. It doesn't matter. No, absolutely. Did your first JV and you um, were able to raise some money for that first property. What are some of the lessons that you learned from that first property to the second property that you had uh, acquired? Can I tell you a lesson that I didn't learn very well, didn't learn well enough? Um, So the first JV actually fell apart and became my first syndication. I may not have explained that tremendously well, but so from that first syndication, the second syndication, I was really focused on operations. So I'm the lead operator in that deal and have a tremendous team that takes, you know, that really performs exceptionally well. But that's been my focus for a long time. So, uh, and finally the bandwidth kind of opened up and said, hey, 
we're ready to look at another acquisition, maybe quarter one of 2021, and and started what I you know went back to the same old meth methodology, which was, hey, let's go find a deal or let's start networking and and seeing how we can structure a deal and not really developing the and educating a base of of capital partners um, that I should have been nurturing and. That is something that moving forward is definitely going to be a focus point of, of what I have going on. So, Thank you. And so can you talk a little bit about after you did that first syndication, um, what happened with the second one and how did you find it? And um, if you can talk a little bit about that, that would be great. Yeah, Eileen, we're, we're still not closed. And so I think in respect for the 506B nature of things. I probably shouldn't talk a whole lot about it, but it came through my a mentor slash partner of mine that I truly, you know, have wanted to work with for a very long time. And the opportunity presented itself and saying yes to that was very easy for me, especially in the timeline that it came. So um, unfortunately, I can't delve into too many details quite yet. Maybe next time. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that, Bo. And so I want to talk a little bit about, you know, you're working with partners. How did you find these partners and how did you kind of know that they were complementary to you and you wanted to continue moving forward and um, do some deals with them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So to me, it's all about, I mean, I am very much a people-centric person. That is just aligned with who I am. And so finding authentic people, there are plenty of people that don't align with my core values. And, you know, I took a very long time to find partners and, and to solidify those partnerships. And But it's also, you know, it's based on the relationship. The core values have to be aligned. And to be quite honest with you, uh, you know, I have to enjoy being around that person because it's a long-term commitment. So just some personality traits and some core competencies or core values. And then, and then when you move forward, you know, it's just looking at complement each other as far as uh, competencies and where your skill sets kind of align. Um, For me, I think, especially going forward, you know, focusing on operations, there's a lot of partnerships that are kind of inherently um, and aligned with an operator, right? Or probably people that can find deals and bring them to you and then people that can also fund deals right and so that's an easy mix and obviously there's a there's kind of a grab bag there's some people that can that find a deal and know how to underwrite it and then you kind of assist with operations and everybody raises a little bit of money but primarily you know it's separating and finding complementary skill sets absolutely no thank you for sharing and so what is next for you, Bo? Um, what are you looking to do next? Oh, I'm super excited about life. Um, so like we said, you know, I've got two babies at home and my beautiful wife is about to give us our third blessing here in, in March. We're, we're recording towards the end of January. So here in less than 60 days, we'll have baby number three. And we have we don't even know if it's a boy or a girl yet. We're super excited. I'm in a bit bit anxious about it. But um, and then I will be transitioning from the army. We've made the pretty difficult decision recently. And I say it's difficult. I'm I'm super excited about where we're going. But it is something that has been really bittersweet because the army's, you know, 
been a huge part of our lives for, uh, you know, the better part of eight years now. So, um, yeah, I think to be perfectly honest with you, I'm looking to complement the skill sets that we've developed in commercial multifamily value-add business models, buying existing apartment complexes and, and kind of repositioning them with slightly different asset classes, um, you know, and broadening our skill sets with development and looking at maybe some, and basically getting in asset classes of, of residential assisted living or senior uh, housing and and storage, self-storage. So, oh, Thank you for sharing. And so, Bo, how has real estate investing impacted your life so far? Yeah, it has just been such a fulfilling experience. Um, it's, I have tremendous relationships. More than anything, it's really where I know I'm going to make a tremendous impact in the world, and that's very fulfilling. Uh, and that's what I truly seek in this whole game of life. And so I'm just, I'm very grateful. It's, it's kind of provided me that purpose and that ability to, to impact on people on every side of the spectrum, take care of our residents, take care of our investors, take care of the communities that we serve, you know, take care of our partners and people that work with us. Um, I mean, there's just a lot of positive impacts you can make in the world, but whenever you position yourself the way that we've been fortunate enough to do so. And Bo, what is one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started? Uh, so um, I would just preface this with I would not change a thing, right? So wherever you're at, and I'm definitely at the beginning of this adventure, right? In retrospect, looking back in 50 years, right? So, um, but wherever you're at, just know that those failures and those struggles only cement you deeper into your commitment and into your future success. So I think if I had to step back and say, hey, what what's something that's been life changing and something that if I would have known earlier, it would have been beneficial. You know, it, it starts with mindset, being able to apply an abundance mindset and really understanding what that means. And it's been so aligned with me my entire life that I think that a lot of people will And I think that's what people seek. They seek fulfillment. They don't seek money. Uh, Even where the people are looking for money and they think that they want to be rich, they don't want to be rich. They want fulfillment in life. And the way you do that, in my mind, is through your personal growth and through contribution to other people. Um, And there's a lot of successful people that would say that is the way to happiness. And the money comes whenever you provide value. So I'm not trying to get rich. There is no doubt in my mind that we will be comfortable because we live in the greatest time to ever be alive in the greatest country to ever be alive. So we have an abundance of opportunity and, and um, you know, are very blessed by that. But making an impact and finding that fulfillment is, is just something that real estate has provided me that vehicle. And I'm super grateful for that. Absolutely. I agree with that. It's really about the growth of yourself and wanting to continue to learn. And then once you stop learning, it's difficult to find that fulfillment. And so the more that we're constantly wanting to improve ourselves, improve the lives of people around us, you know, I think that that a lot of that comes from wanting to create that fulfillment for yourself. So it's not just about the money, you know, it's about it's about what you're talking about, about the journey, about the growth, about learning, you know, and just being the best person and the best um, person that you can be and then improving the lives of the people around you. Yeah, absolutely. And so, Bo, what is one thing that sets the successful people apart in the real estate investing business? 
Uh, you know, we've touched on it several times. I think that the most important aspect of life and success in general is just a positive state of mind, positive attitude, um, and just an abundance mindset. So I do think that in the long run, uh, that will be the biggest contributor to uh, anyone's success, uh, including mine. You know, however much success uh, is determined by how abundant I can be and how much I can give. So, yeah. And what tools or techniques have you used to improve the efficiency of your business or your personal life? That's such a great question. And I'll just say that uh, <laughs> as an entrepreneur, which is what we are, is um, as an entrepreneur that's building a business and, and has a job and or a career in cases and, um, you know, also a family, um, I would say that the biggest hurdle that I've had to come across is just a communication barrier, specifically with my wife. And so opening up myself and that vision to the future and what this, what all the late nights are for and what like I am, you know, the nature of our job in the military, in the army, at least, um, and most branches, but pretty much there's a lot of days where we where we leave when it's dark we get home when it's dark and we don't get a lot of sleep and to tackle essentially building a business on the side as well takes just a tremendous amount of uh sacrifice not and I'm not talking about mine I'm talking about on on the home front with my wife and she's got her job and raising two toddlers and pregnant with a third so the communication piece and why this is all worth it um came late in the game for me and man like she put up with a lot before she understood what it was about. So I really think that just, you know, communicating that effectively, not only with yourself, but with the people that you care about most is paramount to success because there were a lot of times whenever burnout was evident, you know, there was only, you know, at the end of the day, there's only one person that I go home to. So. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, it goes back to what you were talking about earlier about having that really strong support system and your spouse is your biggest support person. And so being able to share and openly having those communication with each other and just being able to support each other, it's, I think it's tremendous. It absolutely is. And it makes it so much more enjoyable. I wear her out with uh, real estate and sometimes she feels like she wears me out with babies and stuff. Um <laughs> You know, but having a partner that you just adore and, you know, are best friends with, you know, and going through that journey, that's what it's all about. You know, it's not all about that. There's some other things, but that makes it extremely gratifying. Yes. And so thank you so much for sharing, Bo. I really appreciated everything and learning about um, your journey. So if our listeners wanted to find out more about you and what you do, where can they go? Eileen, I really appreciate the platform. I hope that I've provided some value. And if anyone wants to reach out to me, please look me up. LinkedIn is probably the most, the safest way to, to get a hold of me. And I would challenge, or not challenge you, but offer, I welcome anyone to join me on there. And then Bo Gable at Riverside Investment Group. Um, it's a little bit weird spelling from the way that we pronounce our last name, but I'm sure Eileen will include it in the show notes. And um, please, email or hit me up on LinkedIn and, and I would love to have a conversation and help in any way I can. Thank you so much. And yes, we'll definitely put that in the show notes and um, thank you again. And we really appreciated everything, Bo. Eileen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you for listening to our podcast today brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. 
Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonifestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.